0: Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. Dominican Republic begins building border wall with Haiti. Cubans protest in Havana as Costa Rica tightens visa requirements. Dominica's government has ordered its CBI agents not to promote visa-free travel to European Union and the United Kingdom. CARICOM to train Antigua and Barbuda immigration officials on the procedures for movement of CARICOM nationals. United States provides 470. 47- to help restore iconic Elbow Reef Lighthouse in the Bahamas, and Jamaica allocates $321.9 million to complete activities under Montego Bay Waterfront Protection Project. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Tuesday, February 22nd. We start a report today on Hispaniola with a look at relations between the Dominican Republic and Haiti. Antigua Newsroom reports that the government of the Dominican Republic has begun building a wall along its border with Haiti in an effort to stop irregular migration as well as smuggling of weapons, drugs, and goods. The Dominican Republic's President, Louis Abner, on Sunday attended an inauguration ceremony where he pushed a button that began the pouring of concrete into the foundation of what will be the wall. The benefit for both nations will be of great importance, Abner said, from the province of Dajabon, Located some 143 miles northwest of the capital, the wall will eventually cover almost half the 244-mile border with Haiti, its only land neighbor. The development comes amid a worsening political and economic situation in Haiti in the aftermath of the assassination of President Jovenel Moise last July. Although the two countries share the island of Hispaniola, they are worlds apart in terms of development. Haiti is one of the poorest nations in the americas while the dominican republic is a popular caribbean tourist destination that has prospered in recent decades abner said the first phase of the project will be completed within nine months about 500 haitians and tens of thousands of their descendants live in the dominican republic a spanish-speaking nation of about 11 million people according to the most recent immigration survey conducted in 2018 The concrete wall topped by a metal mesh will be 12.8 feet high and will have fiber optics for communication, movement sensors, cameras, radars, and drones. The project includes the construction of 70 watchtowers and 41 access gates for patrolling. Sanchez Nevis observer Via Riders reports that at least 200 Cubans protested near Costa Rica's embassy in Havana, Cuba on Monday against tighter visa requirements for Cubans passing through the Central American nation on the way to Nicaragua. The demand for Havana-San Jose flights has soared after Managua in November lifted visa requirements for Cuban nationals. Many flights included multiple connections in neighboring Latin American nations. Costa Rica's decision last week to require that Cubans obtain a transit visa outraged many of the protesters. Applicants for a Costa Rica transit visa must provide criminal records Records spanning 10 years and prove economic solvency according to the requirements posted outside the embassy in Havana, though it was not immediately clear what proof was required. Costa Rica's embassy in Cuba did not immediately respond to a request for comments. Costa Rican authorities have previously said the decision to require the transit visa was aimed at assuring orderly and dignified migration. Air ticket prices to the Central American nation have more than tripled to as much as $3,500 in the three months since Nicaragua lifted the visa requirements for Cubans, according to posts on classified service Rivolico, and several of those interviewed by Reuters at the embassy. That is several times the average annual salary in Cuba. The economic crisis has also spurred a growing wave of Cuban migrants seeking to enter the United States, according to U.S. immigration statistics. Cuba says it advocates legal, orderly, and safe migration and has blamed the U.S. policy for encouraging Cubans to risk their lives to leave the island. The Sun Dominica reports that the government of Dominica has ordered its agents not to promote visa-free travel to the European Union or the United Kingdom when they market the Citizenship by Investment program. It is prohibited to reference visa-free travel to specific countries, territories, and regions, including the European Union and the United Kingdom, which a Dominican passport holder may travel to without needing to first apply for a visa in any content use. The Citizenship by Investment Program Unit warned in a letter to the agents. The letter, which threatened transgressing agents, sub-agents and promoters with corrective measures included being prominently and permanently blacklisted on the unit's website. Came soon after, the European Commission announced on January 12th that it was proposing a partial suspension of the application of its visa-free travel agreement with Venatu. According to the EC, Venatu's use of the visa-free travel to Europe as a selling point in its marketing material posed a risk to the security of the EU and its member states. Like Venatu, Dominica has an agreement with the Schengen countries, which allows its citizens to travel to the EU without a visa for stays up to 90 days in any 180-day period. This has been a major selling point for peddlers of Dominican passports and up until Sunday, some two weeks after the letter to the agents, the CBI unit itself continued to list on its website visa-free travel to the UK and the Shannon area as a benefit of Dominican citizenship. The information was quickly taken down by Sunday evening after the Sun pointed it out to the unit's head. The CBI agents have also been banned from offering citizenship at investment costs that are lower than the prescribed minimum, displaying images of Dominica's passport using images of government officials or the unit heads without prior approval, and using terms such as sale of passport, buying passports, or paying for passports. They also have been prevented from suggesting that agents can influence the government's decision-making process, stating the number of applicants who have been granted citizenship under the program or their country of origin unless the government has published this information or using misleading information or falsehood when comparing the Dominica Citizenship by Investment program with other similar programs in the region. Antigua Newsroom reports that the Caribbean Community CARICOM Secretariat is training this week Antigua and Barbuda immigration officials on the movement of CARICOM nationals and the facilitation of travel. The online training will be held for two and a half days, February 22nd to 23rd, and the focus on the legal basis for the movement of skilled nationals, the CARICOM complaints procedure, and the role of immigration departments in facilitating the free movement of people. Other topics on the agenda cover administrative practices and procedures that govern the movement of service providers and an update on Antigua and Barbuda's status regarding implementation of the free movement of people within the CARICOM single market and economy. There will be approximately 25 participants in the training session, which is part of the CARICOM Secretariat's program of activities engaging stakeholders across the region on the CARICOM single market and economy. There are plans for increased interventions with CARICOM member states as CARICOM looks forward to celebrating its 50th anniversary year 2023. The Bahama Eyewitness News reported last Friday that the U.S. Embassy NASA charged the affairs Usha Pitts Prime Minister Philip Brave Davis and other U.S. and Bahamian government officials and stakeholders gathered on the lawn in front of the iconic Elbow Reef Lighthouse in Hopetown, Abaco, Bahamas to inaugurate the Elbow Reef Lighthouse restoration project. The restoration project is made possible by a grant from the U.S. Ambassadors Fund for cultural preservation worth over $472,000. Through the Ambassador Fund for Cultural Preservation, the United States is partnering with the Elbow Reef Lighthouse Society and the Elbow Reef Foundation to restore the iconic and historic landmark which has stood on Elbow Key for 158 years regular weathering compounded with the devastating force of Hurricane Dorian in 2019 have taken a toll on the cultural treasure. The grant will help fund repairs to the interior original slate floors, the sophisticated Fresnel lens that focuses a beam of light visible for up to 23 nautical miles, and restoration and repainting of the iconic red and white candy-colored exterior. Restoration will not only help preserve the historic landmark, but also continue to strengthen tourism and economic activity in an area devastated first by Hurricane Dorian and then by the COVID-19 pandemic. The Elbow Reef Lighthouse Society and the Elbow Reef Foundation will implement the nearly half million grant and oversee the restoration project. Jamaica Information Service reports that the government of Jamaica has earmarked another $321.9 million to complete activities under the Montego Bay Waterfront Protection Project during the upcoming fiscal year. The project aims to rehabilitate the Montego Bay groins to reduce the loss of beachfront acreage to coastal erosion and protect valuable coastal resources along the Montego Bay waterfront and marine ecosystems in the area. The money will be used to complete the rehabilitative work on the northern groin and commence and complete rehabilitative work on the southern groin. Up to December 2021, under the project, drawings, bill of quantities, and tender documents were Completed. TENDER EVALUATION WAS ALSO COMPLETED. THE PROJECT, WHICH BEGAN IN APRIL 2019, IS BEING IMPLEMENTED BY THE MINISTRY OF ECONOMIC GROWTH AND JOB CREATION THROUGH THE URBAN DEVELOPMENT CORPORATION WITH FUNDING BY THE GOVERNMENT OF JAMAICA. IT IS SLATED TO END IN MARCH 2023, FOLLOWING AN EXTENSION. Jamaica Information Service also reports that a sum of $900 million will be spent in the new fiscal year to continue implementation of the Electronic Land Titling Project in Jamaica. The project, which commenced in April 2021, aims to improve the efficiency of the land registration process from the point of application through to the issuing of a legally binding proof of title. For the 2022-2023 period under the project, it is anticipated that the contract awarded to the vendors selected for the supply of the electronic land titling database software will be finalized and installation of the titling database software will commence. Up to December 2021, the project management office became operational and the required software was selected. The electronic land titling project is being implemented by the Ministry of Economic Growth and Job Creation with funding from the government of Jamaica and is slated to end in March 2027. And finally, the Washington Examiner reports that Hawaii is the only state, along with the U.S. territory of Puerto Rico, to hold on to mask mandates despite signs that the pandemic is retreating. Hawaii is the lone U.S. state that requires widespread masking. Even leaders of blue states who were hawkish on earlier COVID-19 mitigation measures have done away with the mandates in some capacity in recent weeks. In Puerto Rico, the largest U.S. territory, Governor Pedro Pelosi has signed several executive orders recently that are slated to go into effect this week. The island endured the worst of the Omicron surge in early January and is still recovering. Given the rebound in cases caused by the Omicron variant that we have had in Puerto Rico and other parts of the world, I took restrictive measures to help counteract the virus, Paluzzi said last week. These include booster shots mandated for many people, including employees of child care centers, gyms, beauty salons, beauty parlors, barbershops, spas, and casinos. Another executive order maintains a 75% capacity restriction for restaurants and theaters until March 31st. The mass mandate will not change. We are currently seeing a sustained reduction in statistics regarding the positivity rate and hospitalization which presents us with a better picture. Even so, it is not yet time for us to let our guard down. We have to continue protecting ourselves against this virus and maintain the necessary precaution measures, per said. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup for Tuesday, February 22nd. I'm Keisha Wallace, thanking you for choosing Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup as your source for Caribbean centered news. Be sure to spread the word to family, friends, and associates. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com and be sure to like and follow us on Facebook. Now Meta.